0: Welcome to Sharpen the Public, an NFL and sports gambling podcast made by bettors for bettors. The only place where you can learn to leverage public betting trends to win more bets. I'm your host, DJ Bianco. Years ago, I started tracking public betting trends for every single game in the NFL. I've been tracking how well the public performs when they are more or less confident, tracking how well the sharps perform when they're more or less confident, tracking how well a team performs when the spread changes throughout a given week. Anything that's publicly available, I track it. I use this historic information to leverage bets that I, and now we, will make in the future. Seeking out trends to find winners is an incredibly exciting topic. And if you've made it this far, I know you're excited too. This is Sharpen the Public. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to Sharpen the Public. As always, I'm your host, Deej, back with the two co-hosts, Rick and Andy. Today, we are on, uh, I think, our third NFL podcast over the offseason. And we still have some cool data to, to dive into, and it's exciting. But obviously, the NFL offseason is also in full swing, so it's going to be an exciting episode. Boys, have you been? Andy, we missed you last week.
1: Thank you, thank you. Was not feeling the greatest and... uh that you missed me, dude. <laughs> that you missed me. Some people it said me name say thank, thank God. Thank God that Andy wasn't on the podcast. Yeah. Now, that was my to wasn't <laughs> Wasn't feeling great and also had a lot of UFC to catch up on uh with the pay per view. Was it yeah, it was a pay per view last weekend, it was. Uh so took took the night off, but and back and ready to roll for football. I am sad that I missed the NBA talk because that is my uh that is my wheelhouse, but it's fine.
0: I'll be on for I'll be on next week for some, some more NBA talk. Did you end up listening to the NBA episode as you said you would?
1: Uh no, I did not. So <laughs> what a what a good what a good supporter of you. I got plenty of time to listen as I'll be traveling here in the next couple of days. So Fair I'll, I'll definitely give it a listen by then. By the time I see you in person, I will have listened to the podcast. Yes. <laughs> thank God, thank God. And he's coming up that. to New York. Should be a fun weekend.
2: Rick, how you been? Uh, it's been good, man. We had the podcast on Wednesday, and then I sort of went dark for the weekend. I've had some uh, some recent personal developments, so getting back into the swing of things as far as NBA goes, and um, looking to close out a good year before handing off to Andy. Uh, we got MLB coming up uh, starting next week, so opening opening day. So excited for that. The World Baseball Classic last night was phenomenal. If anybody tells you different, don't listen to them. So been good, man. It's been a good week of sports, and
0: hoping that the weekend brings some more dubs. For sure, yeah. I mean, i would never. I mean, I guess. It- our age has been weird with the World Baseball Classic. I feel like it's never been as in my face as it has been recently, and I'm really glad it was this year. It was phenomenal watching that last night. How do you, How can you—this is obviously baseball, and I apologize for anyone that doesn't watch baseball, and it's here for NFL, but how can you write a script better than Otani striking out Mike Trout to, to, to win Japan the World Baseball Classic? Oh, That yeah. was phenomenal.
2: Conspiracy conspiracy Theorists Unite. Like They're, they're all rejoicing right now. They've they got the prime thing to— <laughs> They've got all the ammunition they need, man. Yeah. So it was it was crazy though. I mean, trout trout in uh trout fashion just does not uh either exist or do well in the playoffs. So no.
0: Hence why the games are <laughs> where they are. <laughs> and they're the meme of the two Bugattis in the in the driveway of a house. <laughs> the best take I saw about that
1: game was somebody said, What if you put Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same team? That would be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. My other takeaway was that Rick told me the game was on and said, it is our American duty to bet on the USA. And I said, Rick, I'm not going to bet on a game that I don't watch. So I did not watch it as a non-baseball guy as well as I'll watch the Cubs when they're good maybe. But uh, I guess that doesn't fully align when I take WABA unders blindly during the summer board because I am sure as hell not watching those. But (laughs) glad that the boys barely lost and it was not embarrassing and that it was a good game. Uh, It does suck that we lost to Japan.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what the spread was or anything,
2: but... No, uh, we were slight favorites, so Andy okay. won more money on that game than I did. <laughs> zero?
0: <laughs>
2: zero to negative, yep. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, yeah. So it goes. The MLB's starting soon, and that's a you know that's a grind, so just chalk the uh-huh. first one down as a loss and keep going. No, no, no that one doesn't count. Stop. <laughs> zero and zero. But anyway, uh, I plan to have sharpening public data for the MLB as well, so look out for that. That will take a while to... Come to fruition as there's a billion games but maybe by the first couple of weeks we'll have something to talk about there yeah speaking of just sharpen the public data as always we still do the podcast every other week talking about the nba trends if you have any questions please reach out to me uh, we're coming to the close of the playoffs in the nba so stuff's getting exciting there but as we said already today is an nfl episode and we do have some more exciting data to talk about because the more and more time that we have to talk about Sharpen the Public, you know, over the offseason, there's more and more ways to dive deeper into the data. And as we did last two weeks ago, diving into ATS and how the public does betting each team, right, we knew, we found out that the Colts were 0-1 when ATS, when the public bet on them, meaning the public bet on them once, which is just absolutely fascinating. We're going to do the same thing just for totals today and kind of judge some public perception on certain teams, like, do the, does the public really bet? the Bills and the Chiefs overs far too often and does it hurt them? So there's going to be really a lot of fun things to learn from that as I've already taken a peek at the data. And then we're all to, before we get into that stuff I do want to kind of go over some narratives just to get us all in a place to sense or a, a sense of talking about the NFL because it might not be on everyone's for in the forefront of everyone's mind right now. Surely it is for ESPN because that's all they have to talk about in any time. It, it, it surprises me how easy it is for ESPN anchors or like I listen to WIP because I live in Philly. Radio hosts to talk about football. They find stuff every day, and they do it for hours on end, even when there's no football. It's my, it's my, it's incredible how they do it. Hey, look at us. But <laughs> <laughs> I have more data. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more it twice a month. It's
2: more <laughs> twice a month. <laughs> We're releasing a podcast. Hey, <laughs> people I love more. football, man. People love football. They do. My data's They're a little better up. than just the the narratives. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to dole down your data. I'm just saying
1: everyone there there's always gonna be football content because people, yeah. people will watch, people will listen. First yeah, but I'll tell you what, Kendrick Perkins saying some dumb shit on first day really pumps the views too. So maybe we should look into that.
2: Yeah, you want to start he was on PM onto that. He was on PMI today. Uh did fire uh,
1: Didn't ESPN fire him? No, that was a, that was NBA Central. No, oh, Central. that was. Oh, no, damn. I missed that. All right. Yeah, I would just updated. Yeah, n- no, the paid. more stupid shit that he says, the more money they make because the more viewers they get. It is a stupid formula. Today, Does he was work? wearing like a chain that was like just
2: a
0: picture of his entire family. It <laughs> just looked like the most. I don't know. I can't say enough. Does it work that way if I just keep in all of Pat's bad comments in the podcast and then we just blow up that way? <laughs> we can't. I mean, like, honestly. I don't say anything that provocative other than <laughs> Mac Jones slander. Yeah, the, yeah. shout out Matt <laughs> and the Mac Jones slander. Okay, let's start with the NFL narrative. So I want to kind of focus in on the public True. perception. <laughs> Stop. I want to focus in on the public perception of each team and how we think that'll change based on the moves that have been made this offseason. I've kind of compiled my own list of what teams I think will be impacted the most, especially looking at their ATS records when the public bets on them last year. It's weird to say last year for the NFL, but last year. And I'm kind of curious to hear what you guys think. So, bunch and obviously Tom Brady leaving. So that's a big thing. How does that impact the Bucks? Well, the well, the I mean, the Bucks were terrible ATS, but that did not stop the public from betting on them ten times, which was one of the higher times last, year, like one of the higher numbers last year. Ten times over seventeen games is a good amount. So. Will I, I do think that'll impact how much the, the bucks are bet on. So that's an honorable mention, as well as two things. Zeke leaving the Cowboys, because the Cowboys were also a, a pretty heavily bet team by the public, as well as the Bengals, to, who were the best team ATS last year, aside from the Giants, actually picking up an offensive lineman. So before I get into my top three, what do you guys think about those three changes and how, the, how that might affect the public, or even just their general ATS record?
2: I think the Cowboys probably. I don't. I don't think that Zeke's gonna change too too much. I think that everyone really liked the uh, the ascendance of Tony Pollard there, um, and Zeke seemed to be a lot more human. Uh, whether that's he's not running behind the most broken offensive line in recent memory, or he's just got like lost a step. I don't think that that, that that's as big of a change. I think the other ones um, are bigger, especially the the, the Bengals, because if they can protect Joe Burrow, I mean that offense is already ridiculous. If they can figure that offensive line out, I know they had injuries this year too, like. They could
0: be the next, like, Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, they're already on their way, for sure. And having done so well ATS last season, I think that's kind of where this becomes questionable. Does them adding the offensive linemen change the public perception so much to where they're going to bet on them more, hence they might do worse ATS? And that's kind of the game that we have to play. They did go, when the public bet on them last year, 3-3, and so... Maybe they just simply do worse, and I, I'm just going to fade the public when they bet the Bengals next year. Not a bad call. Depends on how big that line ends up getting for them. Like if,
2: if if they're getting so much public money to the point where it's getting on like the other side of seven and like other side of like key numbers, then I feel like the public could do a lot worse. But depends on how much the uh, the
0: books are confident in them to not move that line. That's true. Their their average spread last year was only minus three and a half. So if you're if you're moving it two three points. Average, obviously, based on the offensive line, then we're talking. Then we're then we're talking about something we can we can just blindly fade. Yeah, that's way too much for offensive lineman. You're looking at probably a half a point or a point. If
2: it's more, then you look at the other side for value. Exactly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that that's why we're talking about it. Mm I
2: was going to say another interesting team that I thought was was the Dolphins. Jalen, they didn't pick up. Yeah, exactly. They didn't pick up too much on the offensive side, but the defensive side, they signed Jalen Ramsey and then David Long too on two years for 11 mil. So they picked up some defensive addition that they really needed, and they didn't really
0: lose much on the offensive side, if I'm right. No, they didn't. Yeah, they they keep that so, incredible wide receiver core, and they got another year two Tua, hopefully, who hasn't severed his brain, you know,
2: stem. Yeah, right. And then you've got Mostert and Gaskin, who, one of those is guaranteed to be injured at one time, but you got some decent running backs in there. So, and Jeff Wilson.
1: <laughs> and Jeff Wilson, absolutely. I mean, like, yeah, so, not, it, no, no crazy names, but all decent running backs. It's like, well, they, they like doing that by committee, though. That's the way that they rolled. When Coach Mike was the coach in, was uh, coaching in San Fran, too, he loves having running back by committee. So, I mean, Mostert was a great fantasy option last year, and then when Wilson came in, Wilson was great. But still, you're not going to get a full lead-back fantasy production out of any of those guys because he does it so well by,
0: by committee, and I think that that does well for their system, too. Yeah, that's a good point, too, Pat. Like, the defensive moves might go a, a little more under the radar from a betting perspective, because looking at the, the Dolphins, the Dolphins went two and four last year, ATS when the public bet on them. So only six times we might see similar numbers, but they, they might just generally be better ATS with a better defense. Right. So we can kind of take that into account, looking at public betting numbers next year,
1: or if the public's perception is that they did get better then they, the public might, we might see that six number dramatically go up.
0: Yeah. And that's, we can kind of take a look early in the year next year on how, different teams are performing ATS and kind of assume the new public perception of that team and kind of take that even further. There's a lot of levels to it, but it's cool stuff.
1: I think one of mine on like public perception, staying equal, but the, the actual like betting product value of them going down. Yeah. Value betting productivity. That's a new term is the bills because they have lost several heads on defense as well as they're slowly, uh, they lost Isaiah McKenzie to the Colts, but that's kind of a non-factor on their offense. Uh, they can easily find find somebody to replace him for the, from a receiver standpoint. But my biggest takeaway was their defense already started to look like shit towards the end of the season as they were yeah. losing people due to injuries. So now they're losing people via free agency. I think that they could get worse on that side. It could don't... be a nice, I think people are already going to be betting their overs because of the Bills. But if their defense continues to get worse, we know their offense is gonna crank most days. Every now and again they, they roll out a dud, but their overs could be something that I'd be interested in looking at next season too. But definitely even more on the don't just blindly tail the Bills train. And I know I know we said that
0: plenty last season, but hoping to raise that even more this year. Yeah, the Bills went four and four ATS when the public bet on that last year, but I, I do think A lot of those moves, like you said, could easily go under the radar with a team like the Bills because they're so Josh Allen, offensive heavy. You kind of tune that stuff out and just be like, oh, the Bills are going to cover. So then as the public continues to put more on them, we take the other side and we end up the winners. So that's a good point.
1: Yeah, the other thing with them too was they were the Super Bowl favorite when the season started and they continued to in and out be the Super Bowl favorite as the season went along. So when that type of spotlight is on you, I think that that is like, a burden for the players so hopefully like them getting bounced out of the playoffs yet again maybe that goes away from them um and and what I'm saying becomes false where it's like you know what that that burden's off of them a little bit they're always going to have a high profile but that that spotlight's gonna be on KC and the Bengals based on how last season went so maybe even though everyone knows that there's really a three-headed monster in the AFC of those three teams maybe we do get some more media attention to like the Jets when Aaron Rodgers goes there and then bills could sneakily be somebody to bet on so just kind of playing a little devil's advocate to my point that i just made
0: yeah too so. yeah there's a lot of ways to take it and I know that's what the offseason is for to just <laughs> figure out what which is correct
2: well did he bring up the jets i mean the jets are another team that's going to be the public perception they already had a fantastic defense last year now you get alan lazard you get mccall hardman you keep um garrett wilson and i mean all of a sudden you've got a good offense <clears> aaron, aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I know, I, well, I thought we already established that. Like, with Aaron Rodgers joining, all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, we've got one of the league's best defenses with an offense that should be decent. Like, wait a second, don't look now, but the Jets, I, I'm most excited
0: to watch the Jets games next year. Because yeah. in, in that stadium, it is going to be bumping. It is going wild. I'm excited for it, too. The Jets were, uh, so I was going to give you a list. I was going to give you guys my top three. The Jets were my number three. I think their public perception will change the third most based on... The offseason moves so far, based on what you just said, the the Rodgers news is huge. I'm 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 very impressed that he decided to to go to the AFC. I don't know why he did that, but it's gonna be an incredible year for them and especially with all these moves that they've made. So the public only bet on them five times. They bet on the Packers who really weren't that great ATS last year ten times, which again was a, a leak nearly leak high. So a lot of that public perception is going to be moved to the jets solely because of aaron Rodgers, and then also the great defense and impact in uh, wide receivers that they've added though something to keep in mind but my other two number two i had is the baltimore ravens and that's only because lamar has said today that he doesn't want to remain in baltimore so what does that mean for the ravens as a team that was bet the second most times last year by the public and then my number one is a mix between the bears and the panthers because public perception has to change on the Bears. They're going to gra- have so much draft capital this year. They know that Justin Fields is their number one. They added DJ Moore. They added um Claypool right at the end of last year. So the Bears are going to absolutely change in the eyes of the public. And then the Panthers are going to have to change as well, depending on who they draft at number one. So we've seen a lot of great offseason moves for these lower teams, the Bears and the Panthers. And then what's the, what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson is why I have the Ravens at two
1: so that was yeah that was a lot with three there let's go back to the ravens here okay. i think that that's super key what you said about lamar jackson because right now for super bowl odds the ravens are tied at ninth with the dolphins so tie at nine and ten uh plus 2200 so between those teams right now even if lamar stayed would you rather have the dolphins or the ravens
0: for your super bowl ticket 100 percent, the jets <laughs> No, 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 the dolphins. <laughs> uh, the oh, the dolphins. I uh, think dolphins <laughs> or the the, the or dolphins VHC. or the Ravens. Um, yeah, dolphins. Yeah, the dolphins. Yeah, the dolphins. So that's that. That's what I'm
1: thinking too. The Ravens are still there after like Lamar's, like Lamar saying he's gonna leave. He wants to leave, which is just so fascinating to me because I think that that perception is gonna fade away and like those odds will fall. But right now, like you would think that the book would already have taken action on that as we're talking about it, based on him saying that or at least like taking them off the board or something yeah uh, you so the, that's very that's very interesting to me because I know we're talking about like how we're how they're gonna how the public's going to react to them on a game-to-game basis in next season but as it stands right now the book still feels confident enough in them with Lamar being a question mark that they're like tied for ninth arguably ninth best team that's that's interesting to me that Vegas feels so confident about that team and their makeup with Lamar in question that I feel like we could get some very interesting opportunities where even though the public's view of them might regress, Baltimore may have some really
0: funky lines next season. That's true. Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point. Like, how does that impact their own ATS record and what... That's kind of the other part that we're focusing on where the public might shift their focus to, but teams that they shift their focus away from might be more inclined to, to win us more money. But I do want to say before Rick says anything, the... Lamar Jackson next team odds as of today, Andy, are Colts plus 200 as the favorites.
1: Oh, wow. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Holy
0: <laughs> shit. Uh, Colts plus 200. Wow. Pats at plus 300. Titans mm-hmm. plus 700. Commanders plus 800. There's no way that the Lamar meshes in that system. They like to
2: run a pro style, like very traditional slow paced system, and Lamar just does not fit that mold. But yeah, it
0: didn't work with Cam Newton. Best- so
1: <laughs> I, I don't know. I think that Lamar, even though, like, off the field when he's talking to the media and stuff, he loves like saying like he's like hilarious to the media, I feel like, where he says funny stuff and his Twitter is absolute gold. Maybe the Twitter antics will stop a little bit if he goes to Bill Belichick, but I do think that he would work there because I think he is a grinder. Like he was so pissed when he got drafted and it was pick number thirty two. Like he is a hard worker and a grinder, and I've heard he's like super professional in the locker room. I think the I think he'd be fucking awesome. I think he'd be I more professional than fucking Mac Jones, dude. That guy's a fucking crybaby bitch. Don't get me I, started on Mac Jones. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, seriously. I, I think that he, I think that Lamar would be more professional than Mac Jones. I think he'd be more professional than a lot of the guys that the Panthers and the teams like the Raiders and stuff are going to be looking at. Hey, make Andy a I'll team. disagree. I, I, hey, I never said he wasn't going to be professional.
2: I just said I don't think he fits their scheme. Yeah, you're taking yeah. You're, you're making this a little deeper than I think.
0: You, <laughs> 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 oh, my God. But yeah, that's that's funny with the with the odds. I mean, I just wanted to bring that up. Rick, what do you think about the Ravens in the public perception? Or you can switch to the Bears and Panthers. Yeah, I would say the Bears. I think the Bears are interesting to me. Also, I
2: didn't know that David Montgomery left the Bears for the Lions. So that was interesting. Given the I didn't Lions know that either. 20. But they have they have what's his name? Um, Fucking, they've, they've got Batman. Dante Foreman and they've got other guys as well. They still have Kari game now. Who they got? I believe for the Lions, best <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, uh, who's the what they got Edmonds? Their backup, Edmonds was their big son. The backup running back for the for the Bears, Khalil Herbert. Yes, Khalil Herbert. He was amazing. Yeah. So they didn't need they didn't yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. no. They're they're fine. I mean they've got running backs. It's it's we all know how the NFL goes. It's running backs. Like anyone can be. I'd say anyone. There's plenty of good running backs that can replace and do a very similar job. Uh, but they got D J Moore. That was the big trade. That, uh, that, so they got that, more weapons. Yeah. And the yeah, picks. they got more weapons on the outside. Yeah, the number nine overall pick, the second rounder, and the first rounder, and the second rounder in the following years as well. So I don't think the Bears are going to be players in that division still, even with Rodgers gone. You think the Vikings even with Rodgers gone, I, mean, I think I think the Lions could be good, man. I, I think the Lions picked up some. I mean, they picked up David Montgomery, and then they picked up some guys on the the, the defensive back side. And I think that the Lions are going to end up winning that division. Okay, fair uh, enough. If I had to place a wager on it right now, I would, which I'm about to.
1: Um <laughs> now that we're talking about it, so I like that wager, let us see what the odds are the lions speaking of are right behind the ravens and dolphins so they're sitting in the 11 spot for super bowl favorite tied with rick's favorite team not the commanders but the jacksonville jaguars at plus 2800 to win the super bowl i think that is a huge public overreaction it is an overreaction <laughs> they are plus 140 to win the division i don't know if i like
2: that at all well, this is the Lions. This is the Lions. <laughs> Yo, the Lions are
1: un- Unbelievable, man.
2: I thought I, I was going to be getting the Vikings odds here, which is plus 275. Now I'm the wow, like, Vikings. You're giving me the Vikings at plus 275 in that division?
1: Now I'm like, wait a second. Yeah, uh, that's that's not a bad play at all. In fact, uh, Super Bowl odds, the Green Bay Packers are favored over the Vikings, which is such an insult. I get it. I get it that, like, Vikings, they're chokers. If they're not playing at 1 p.m. Eastern time, then... He's not, then Kirk is oh, not going to cover yada, 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 whatever. Still, they were, their offense was phenomenal at times last season where they, like, we're talking about a Jordan love run offense where he has not looked that great. I'm going to be honest. Like when he has played, he has not looked that great. I get so that it. What Rogers is vouching for him and the organization is vouching for, for Jordan love, but I'd rather take the Vikings proven offense over the Packers or the lions who got really hot from week 12 on. They were phenomenal. I know that, like, in fantasy terms, Jared Goff was a top-ten fantasy quarterback uh, from week 12 on, which is nuts. But, like, I don't know if that's sustainable. That also could be because of their schedule. I have to look and see the, qual- the quality of schedule that they played. It's just, like, in regards to, like, what, what those teams were ranked in a strength of schedule sense. But,
0: yeah, I, I love that value there, Rick. That's a good find. Yeah, that's incredible. I haven't looked at futures like that. That's, that's great. Speaking of public perception, I mean clearly the public perception of the Vikings has decreased over the year because they were terrible ATS. So who's to say what'll happen to them next year? That's that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, and like and crazy shit happened to them in a lot of their games too, where like they either had some freak non covers for people, or like getting smoked by the Colts for the entire first half, and then you come back and make an epic
0: comeback, but still don't cover the three and a half spread. Yeah, that was that was that was one of the worst. I. Don't know what I would have done if they didn't cover that game. But anyway. The Colts? Yeah. Yeah. They uh, also have the crazy comeback against the, the Bills.
1: Can we go back to the Colts and the Ravens real quick? Would you trade number four overall for Lamar Jackson?
0: Yes, yes 100%. Not even thinking about it. I think that they wanted two
1: first for him, right? Yeah. So you'd do number four plus the uh, t- your 2024 first? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I think I would do it too. I think I'm so getting to get who.
2: Okay, and and if y'all for, if y'all somehow get Lamar, I know y'all are plus two hundred to get him right now. Y'all are plus five fifty to win the division. <laughs> like that's where the value's at. Instead of betting Lamar at bet plus two hundred, bet Colts to win the division at plus five fifty because that's going to go down if they get Lamar. They're going to be the favorites right now. The Jags are minus one fifty and do not touch that. As much as I love my Jaguars, <laughs> do not touch Jags at minus one fifty to win their fucking division. This is the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is the AFC South. <laughs> yeah,
1: let me make my case in thirty seconds for what Rick just said. Timer starts now. Uh, I lost my train. <laughs> Twenty five seconds in. Yeah, no, 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 no! no. Man, I'm out. Restart. Now I'm under pressure. Now I'm under. Now I'm under pressure. I put myself. You did this to yourself. Well, they're I really doing this to yourself. Myself. Okay, stop, stop. Okay, stop, guy. I'm not gonna be able to say it. Lamar Jackson's wide receivers in India in Indiana at Anna are arguably the same level as they were in Baltimore. Agree or disagree? Disagree. You think Baltimore's are better? I think Indianapolis's are better. Oh, okay, I'll take it. I think his running back scenario is better because yeah. his running backs continue to go down, so he has nobody to hand. I mean, he does have guys to hand it off to. J.K. Dobbins was really good win healthy. J.T. got hurt a little bit last year. If we can just beef up that O line to help him out, oh, you my don't have him yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's why thirty second cases. The personnel around him would actually be better in the offense. Oh, yeah. I had to go ahead and place that ticket right now for the Colts to win the division. It's actually plus six hundred on Bovada. Wow, look at you!
0: Yeah, Bills minus one fifty. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, all fun stuff. I mean, there's so much we could consider here, and hopefully, if Lamar Jackson goes to the Colts next year, they don't. The public will bet on them more than one time. That is a guarantee, hundred percent.
1: My final thing there is if we know that the Texans are not going to take Bryce Young. Would you take Bryce Young over Lamar Jackson, or would you rather have Bryce Young? Lamar because I, it, I think Lamar. it's just basically a certainty. I think it's basically a certainty that Stroud is going to.
0: No, I t- take Lamar. yeah take Lamar. the proven young quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: it doesn't. Like, yeah, you're not taking the unproven number four overall. Like I think he'll be good. Like no, take a guy that you know can get you a championship right now.
0: Yes, you take Lamar Jackson. It's that simple. Lamar is
1: twenty-six. Bryce Young is. Lamar is
2: only 26. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty wild. He's 26. Jalen Hurts, though. So. Jesus. But Jalen Hurts is not Lamar. Stop it. He uh, not even remotely close to Lamar. You give Lamar the team that y'all had, and y'all
1: aren't even, like, the spread's minus 10 in the Super Bowl. Stop. <laughs> Hendon Hooker and Stetson Bennett are both 25, so they're only one year younger than Lamar. That's nuts. <laughs> Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Stetson's, Stetson's probably not going to get drafted, but Hendon Hooker... <laughs> And Hooker is going to go either late first or early second. Ooh. Oh He's my god,
2: Stenson Bennett.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's on you. that is one of the most fun stats I was comparing his age to the rest of the court. Yeah that, that yeah, that is yeah. funny. That's really funny.
2: It's a granddad
0: plan. That's funny. Oh my god. Okay. Well, that was fun talking about some normal narratives and how it attributes to the public. But let's get to some fun data because that's what we're here for. So, as I mentioned, we have. Data on all of public money sharps on totals now per team. We know I'll refresh you on the overall records for all of that over the course of the season. Let's get to it. The public went, it's crazy looking at these numbers, having known what the NBA numbers are and how large Mm -hmm. they are. The public betting the over in the NFL went 65 and 89. And if you remember from, and NBA we're looking at like 400 to 30 to 300 and 350, you know? So that's crazy. Yeah. That's just the public 65 and 89 betting the over. public betting the under went 60 and 52. Money percentage on the over went 40 and 57. Sharp differential on the over went 36 and 45. money percentage on the under went 95 and 77 and then sharp differential on the under went 107 and 77. So clearly better numbers overall on the on the under than the over. So now translate that to just general teams. We've been talking about it all season. Let's focus on the Chiefs and the Bills at first. What do you guys think? How do you think the public did betting either the over or the under on the Bills and the Chiefs? I think they did piss poor betting the over on both teams. Eddie, which do you think would be the worst, I can I can ask?
1: I think they'd be worse betting the um, the under than they would be the over.
0: Well, yeah, but betting the Bills or the Chiefs, you think the the, the public's betting... If, if we're talking about overs, bills, bills, bill. they bet the over more on the Bills and lose. I would say Bills. I think
1: Bills, the narrative around them was there longer in the season than it was the Chiefs. People really questioned the Chiefs once Tyreek left. They were like, how are they going to do this? And then they went on and won the Super Bowl. I, I yeah,
0: bills. you are spot on. Yeah. So the the public, when they bet on the Bills and the over, or when the public bet on the over in a Bills game, went four and eight. 33%. That's pretty bad. The God Bills damn. overall for totals as as totals go, I think we're middle of the pack. Yeah, they went six and ten for the over, so <laughs> twelve games of the sixteen games because obviously they had the Bengals game where they didn't play. Twelve times the public bet on the over and won four of them. That's very bad. <laughs> it really much aligns with what you were saying throughout the year, Pat. You know, the Bills in the over game can't, can't go yeah. wrong. Never, never uh, fails. Never fails. It's really funny to look at these numbers because it shows how bad the public narrative is on totals. If you had to guess what, the, which team performed the best when the public was on their total on the over, who would you say? There's, there's two that are pretty good. Oh, um, wait, s- say that one more time. I, I, I oh, Yeah. If you had to guess which te- pub- which team the public was the best at betting the over for. Like the so when they wished, uh the Panthers, the public went it's not the Panthers, the public went two and six betting Panther overs. All right, cool, 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 cool. Uh, doing? Seahawks. Uh the public went five and four betting Seahawk totals or Seahawk overs, so not terrible, but not the best. Yes. Better than Ricks. The two Browns. best. Uh let's look at the Browns. Cleveland went oh, the Cleveland was pretty good, but they had a much smaller sample size than number one. Ah, uh, they went four and one when the when the Browns, uh. the public bet on the over for the Browns. Somebody did better than four and one. They 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 equaled eighty percent. The public went the public went eight and two betting the over in Niners games this year. Oh wow! Yep, there it is. Oh, uh. I mean that's incredible because the Niners only went ten and seven towards the over this year. So eight of the eight of those games, you know, the public read correctly. That's pretty impressive.
2: That so is pretty impressive.
0: I, wonder I don't think the Niners games so well. Neither do I. I wonder if, we, I, if they have such a good defense. I'm, I wouldn't expect the public to be on their over more often and, and do well. Nonetheless. If I remember correctly, they were a nice t- little teaser piece for
1: me throughout the season. Oh, yeah. They were consistently getting like eight and a half, eight. They're perfect for yeah. But
0: before they got McCaffrey, they were like in some really tight spread games too. Speaking of the NFC North, as we were earlier, the Lions were the second best team with a with a larger sample size as they had. They went eight and three when the uh, towards the over when the public bet on the over. Again, we have all this data for every team in the NFL for any situation that you want. So if you have a question or you're just curious, please ask me because I don't want to go through everything, but I do want to give you guys some cool tidbits of information. I'll also say that I do plan on writing about all of these stuff that all this stuff that we talk about on sharp and the public in an article or a couple articles leading up to the NFL season. So you're not going to have to go back and listen to these episodes to remember. What happened? I'll definitely vet everything out so it's a little more clear uh, around the time the NFL season starts, but moving to the worst teams, so we said the Panthers, two and six when the public was two and six betting overs in Panthers games, the public at thirteen times on this one team, it was the Los Angeles Chargers. they bet thirteen times to have the over in that game. They went three and ten. Jesus, I mean, the Chargers offense was not what it was supposed to be this year, yeah, and that's a that very good point, weird. yeah. That that yeah. attributes exactly to why they yeah. did that, why they they did so poorly. The the perspective, the understanding of the team just did not play pan out to be what it was. Uh, up there with one of the worst is for some god awful reason, in the uh, maybe because they had a bad defense. But the public bet ten times this year on the Col- or eleven times on the Colts to go over their team total or to to have the game go over three and eight. The public went betting the Colts <laughs> overs. Shocker. Despite them only going seven and ten eight, uh, t- towards the over this year, so you got to be pretty bad. Uh, clearly, the public is not good at betting overs, and they do not read these teams well. What's up other bad ones: Texans three and seven, Jags three and eight, Rams four and nine, Eagles two and eight, Titans two and nine, Commanders three and eight. <laughs> it's pretty pretty it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, that. Those are
1: all piss poor. I wish I God, I I wish that I knew this during the season because
0: I would have been just drooling at some of these unders. I know, man, and that's what we have to to look forward to next year. We have to try and understand public perception and correlate things to what happened this year or last year. Now, uh, moving to the under, public on the under. Obviously, the public did much better on the under this year. One team went eighty percent. It was the Jets when the public bet on the Jets. And uh, unders they went eighty percent. They went eight and two.
2: When the public bet on the Jets unders. They went eight and two.
0: Yes, that's that. Like that was feel a, real. That, that doesn't was feel line. real. I was there. Yeah, I mean, I was there too. The Jets under their defense was so good. Yeah, it was
1: yeah. they could They, they a had so many games in, in, like three, like three to six or something like that, right? Then they had one in overtime at three to three.
2: They the had a legendary game, yeah. game against against Atreides. the Broncos where the total was like
0: thirty five. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, who was the game with the Browns played Brown Steelers where it was like twenty seven and a half? That was why well, I, I teased the over on that one. I, I got like the half. That's wonderful. <laughs> Some other notable teams the public did well betting the under with Falcons seven and two, Ravens seven and two, and then the Saints six and two. So I guess that, I mean that correlates pretty well with I'd say good defenses five and two with the public uh, or with the Niners. Falcons um, was interesting.
2: The Falcons struggled in the red zone, I believe, like hardcore, especially when they had um, not Rattler in, but who was the Riddler? Not Riddler, the quarterback it was like uh, the scoring, scoring themselves.
1: It Desmond Ritter,
2: Ritter. Thank you. I was like yeah, it's not Rattler, it's not Riddler. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but they did a decent job moving the ball around. They just couldn't, they couldn't finish in the end zone as I remember at least.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, so again, taking this, what we're learning right now, and taking it towards next year teams that we expect will be bad in the red zone team where we find the public understanding that they typically do well as opposed to, you know, data this year. So that's what we have to kind of do. And we'll do that more as the season comes closer, but still fun stuff to talk about right now. Um, Moving to the worst teams when the public is on them on the under in their games, we got the Panthers at two and seven. You got the chiefs, (laughs) At one and three, you got obviously doesn't happen that much. You got the Chargers at one and three as well. Uh, Vikings at one and three, a whopping zero and seven when the public bet on the Eagles unders. Yep, That's, that's, that's
2: horrible shit. I couldn't. Y'all, y'all not a single win, man. Not a single, single win.
0: win. Yeah, yeah public you got, under, Your you guys' ever, off. Your, your guys' offense was cracked. Yeah, it was annoying as fuck. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Eagles went eight and nine towards the over this year. Or maybe nine and eight. Hold on. Uh, I don't know if I'm reading it the right way. 10 and seven. So, depending on whatever line I got differently than whatever this ATS trends is thing. Anyway, nine and eight or eight and nine. The public went two and 15 betting Eagles totals last year. That is absurd if you add those up together. (laughs) I mean, that's mind-boggling. Yeah. Two and 15 is pretty fucking wild that's worse than two and nine folks <laughs> shout out yeah shout out two and nine that's a good one but i mean those are the general public trends for total i can go through money and sharps but there's not there's nothing as drastic i mean i'm happy to answer questions about certain teams if you guys have any but i don't see the need to to depthly go into everything
1: that's good. I, I, that's like super good to know. I, I think it's like stuff. I think that stuff is stuff to look out for next season. But a lot of those will change uh, on the teams. I think like putting uh, pairing that up with like how the public's going to perceive a lot of these clubs is going to be uh, super important.
0: I, yeah, that's that. That's my point. I don't think these can just t- be taken blindly and be like, oh, next year the Eagles are the public's going to go two and fifteen betting Eagles totals again. I don't see it as that. I see us finding similarities between perceptions of teams d- d- changing years. So let's look at the Packers last year and the Jets this year and see how the public did betting those teams because, I mean, Rogers is a big part of that. And he didn't have Devontae Adams last year. it's not going to have him again. Stuff like that. What what can we take in, like between the years to, to, to take something from it? Because if you just look at it based on the team, you're not going to learn anything. 100%. But you guys aren't curious about anything else? Any specific themes?
1: Not really. I feel like I like know what I need to know. How were Lions overs? The
0: public betting the overs, or how are the Lions just in general? The pub, the public. They were the best team, as we said, eight and three. When the public bet the Lions overs, oh, it was zoned out. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Can we police a lot of data, that. and that's exactly <laughs> why I said I will write about it. Before, because I don't expect people to remember this. Box overs. If I like "Bucks is a good get on that," but... yeah, I mean, the Bucks went two and five. The Bucks and... when the when the public got the over. I mean, they themselves went yeah, seven and really ten. They go over the, towards the over. Yeah, I was about to say they were an under team all year. Mm-hmm. I was thinking the maybe bu- when when they did go over, the public was on it, but I guess not. The public much favored their under. I mean, they bet it ten times, but they went five and five, so nothing really there. And the sharps on the other hand, money and the, the the sharps were fairly good in the under six and three. So, when the public wasn't reading it as well, so like you can look at that stuff. Like, there's an interesting thing that Jets, when the sharp differential was towards the under, went nine and one. So, like, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> there's a lot of that stuff, but I, I don't want to just rattling off data. Yeah. No, but there's, I mean, there's are good points. I mean, that's stuff that we're ready
2: to look into as far as next year goes and in betting games and finding the edges. So,
0: yeah, and I'll do I'll do that again in my article, as I said. Um, that'll come out sometime before the season starts because, yeah, there's a lot of data. But the good thing about having a lot of data is there's a lot to take from it and no one else has it, as I've said many, many, many times. So keep subscribing, keep listening to the podcast, keep sharing us because it is cool data that I think everyone should, should understand um, and it's really fun to talk about, so. Thank can you I guys give for the support already, but yeah, go ahead. Can I give two quick NFL draft props that I think are going to move
1: by the time that we talk about the NFL next in two weeks? Okay. We'll finish
0: off the episode of Andy's Futures, Andy's Corner.
1: One of my favorite events, and it's no secret, I've talked about it before, is the NFL draft as well as the NBA draft. I just love draft season for both. But there are two position group first selected props that I absolutely love as we're sitting here. About a month and a couple days away from from the big day, the first one is first wide receiver select. I think it's pretty widely regarded that Jackson Smith and Jigba is the best wide receiver in this class. I think that I, I don't I don't I know that like there are like there are people who are big Quentin Johnson fans, but it is widely regarded that like Jackson Smith and Jigba could be that wide receiver that goes top ten. He's only it, it you have to pay for the juice here, which I'm not huge on but he's minus 150 to be the first wide receiver selected. I'd love to lock that in for a unit. I know you're paying a unit and a half for a draft prop, which is not a lot of fun. It's not great that you're having to pay um, that much on something that is happening a month down the road, but it's only going to move from here where he's going to go into the minus 200s, minus 300s, especially as more mock drafts come out, more trades potentially happen. Uh, The draft board's going to shake up a little bit more. Him at minus 150 is awesome value, even though it is minus money. And then, for another position on the offense, first tight end selected. Michael Mayer out of Notre Dame is an absolute stud, and he's at plus 110 now. Michael Mayer has been being scouted by NFL scouts since he was, back when he was in high school. The guy is coming from a Notre Dame team that has produced high-level tight ends for a long time now, and NFL teams recognize that. There's been a lot of talk about this guy I know that Don Kincaid is in close odds at plus 150, but I do think that Michael Mayer is going to go into that minus money soon. So I will also be wagering a unit on that too to win 1.1. Yeah. So Jackson Smith and Jigba at minus 150 and Michael Mayer plus 110. Lock them in. We're will take going to take another look to see if those lines move two weeks from now, four weeks from now, because we're, we're getting into that season where it is time to start looking at the board if you
0: haven't been already. I love it. I know that you love your NFL draft content and the futures and you can follow at Andy HH sports for all of that good stuff because he's on all on top of it. Rick is also follow what's up. <laughs> Rick is also a very knowledgeable and college player. So you can follow him at Rick HH sports. I don't know if you'll have any draft stuff, but I know he knows his stuff.
2: Yep. Definitely. Well, in the basketball space. So feel free to come back there. Always NBA plays and. Uh, MLB coming up soon we'll have an NBA mock
1: draft once again I don't know if it'll just be just me people, uh, Riff, you're welcome to help out I'm, I, I'm already like scoping out stuff for NBA draft and that's a long ass way away so uh, I, I, can't, I can't wait for the for the NFL draft.
0: a lot of content coming out soon but we are just about done here I know these episodes in the offseason are a little shorter but I'm happy to keep it this way just kind of breeze through some stuff get get to talking about some trends and the narrative so thanks for sticking with us for this episode and we will catch you in the next one thank you guys next week will be nba per usual so thank you and we'll see you then cheers boys the boys met better with beer thank you so much for listening to this episode of sharpen the public A lot of effort goes into this and everything we do at Happy Hour Sports. So we would really appreciate it if you would follow, rate, and most importantly, share the podcast. Share it with someone who needs to be sharpened because I know those people are everywhere. Thank you again, and we'll see you in the next one.